0: Welcome back to In the Know. I'm Luke Diamond.
1: I'm Tiffany Bui.
0: And here we are. Another episode. Episode 25.
1: That's a good number. That's
0: wild. Yeah, 25 episodes. Uh, what what do we got going over here? Uh, Tiffany was just laughing at her computer.
1: Okay, so earlier this week, I lost my textbook on the light rail, and I haven't been able to find it. I saw you post about that. Yes. I posted on the Class of 2021 page. And so I am not alone in losing things, but it could be worse because Owen is telling the class of 2021 hey guys i lost my right air pod today somewhere between carlson bruinix and smith hall if anyone has seen it turned it in anywhere please let me know
0: okay so if
1: anyone yeah. has seen the right air pod between that very large area
0: yeah that was my thought what wait what are the buildings carlson bruinix and smith that's like yeah
1: a bunch that's like west bank and East Bank. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's Yeah. Uh, hey y'all, I dropped an a right AirPod somewhere around campus. If you happen to find it, please get back to me. Yeah, best of luck with that, Owen.
1: Also, we would love to hear from you. Um if you have any ideas of what we should talk about at the top of this show, please tweet at us. Uh, my handle is Tiffany BU1 on Twitter.
0: And I'm Luke Diamond 19.
1: Please don't cyberbully us.
0: <laughs> okay, let's get to that lines. A discovery of records from a 1935 University of Minnesota Board of Regents meeting has stoked debate among current regents about whether to rename Kauffman Union. The records revealed statements made by regents that supported racially segregated housing, prompting some current regents to ask if Kauffman really was to blame. Regent Michael Hsu accused university researchers of academic dishonesty for not including the records in its recommendation. Lead researcher and Prell defended the integrity of their research.
1: At an MSA town hall this week, students vented a litany of frustrations about campus buses. Complaints included overcrowding, limited bus routes, and wheelchair accessibility. University bus services are provided by First Transit, a third-party company. A parking and transportation services representative said they are speaking with First Transit about student complaints.
0: And lastly, new leadership is coming to the Minnesota Daily. Cleo Crage, a junior majoring in journalism and English literature, was chosen by the Daily's Board of Directors last week to be the next editor-in-chief starting in May. Kyle Stumpf, a junior majoring in marketing and minoring in business analytics, will lead next year's business operations. Crage said she looks forward to bolstering in-depth investigative reports and increasing coverage of underrepresented communities.
1: And those are Headlines for the Week.
0: For students, military service carries different meanings. For some, enlisting is a patriotic duty. For others, it's a way to afford college.
1: But for young South Korean men, it's an obligation. Since 1957, South Korean law has mandated that men between 18 and 28 years old serve in the military. Their conscriptions can last for up to two years.
0: In 2015, Annie Lin, a Carlson academic advisor, noticed that the university didn't offer any resources for young South Korean men transitioning into or out of the military.
1: At the time, there was no awareness about what this group of students was going through. In 2017, South Korea ranked second in international undergraduate enrollment, according to International Student and Scholar Services. Nick Lee struggled to readjust to campus life after several months of service in the South Korean military. In search of help, he found Annie. His first semester uh, was very difficult and he felt very uh, lonely. Then uh, he felt the advisor, career coaches, faculty, nobody knew how his military experiences was affecting his academic, his career development.
0: Imagine that you're a university sophomore After completing your major's prerequisite courses, you take an obligatory two-year hiatus from school. When you return, you're expected to pick up exactly where you left off, your courses are taught in a language that you haven't spoken in two years, and your friends from sophomore year, they're seniors now. They're about to graduate, and you don't know anyone. This predicament is real for many South Korean students.
1: Again, all these things, the challenges he felt nobody knew. Ho Jae Kim, who goes by Jay, returned to South Korea in 2014 to complete his military service.
0: Ho Jae's currently earning his master's degree in human resources and industrial relations.
1: Were you nervous before you left?
2: Yes, for sure. So much anxiety. Um, this, this is a whole totally different culture and different society, you know, especially military service.
1: He said military life was a culture shock.
2: Going back to South Korea, it's not a problem for me. But then the military life is a whole different um, culture and there is like a strict hierarchy. So yeah, I was nervous for sure.
1: Jay had never shot a gun before. It's illegal to own a gun in South Korea. So maybe it isn't a surprise that Jay's least favorite part of training was...
2: Gunnery exercise. I was really nervous whenever I do it, but then, yeah, I remembered um, oh. that moment, like, so interesting at the same time, so nervous, so, yeah. What happened? Um, I cannot tell, like, uh, specifically, because this is kind of, like, was Oh, <laughs> so yeah, but, yeah, we, we, we just, they one like, a target, and...
0: We just shoot the guns. Jay served under a commander as an executive
2: assistant.
1: What was that like? Did you like it?
2: <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> um, for some points I really hate it because I had to stuck in my army base like all the time and and always like I feel like Ho is not Ho I always served for my janitor commander. That was everything that I have to do like as a duty.
1: When Jay returned to Minnesota, he fought to reacclimate.
2: After army services I was trying my best to get used to being in the American culture again and it was like another transition. Um I tried my best to connect with my American friends back. But, you know, it was really hard because English is my second language. And then it's really hard to um, step in a new group because, like, all my college students, like, friends, they already graduated.
0: Nick and Annie built a framework to help students like Jay navigate the transition. One of their initiatives was a program for pre-departure Korean students. The Military Leave Support Program hosted their second workshop last week.
1: I tagged along with our reporter Jason Nam to the event. The Korean male students sat around a table, asking the four veterans present about their experiences. They spoke in Korean, so Jason translated the conversation for me. They wanted to know stuff like how to monitor their U.S. bank account, which department in the military to apply for. Day-to-day things that they probably wouldn't have been able to find out from most university staff prior. There was a moment when Aya Yama, a CAPE academic advisor leading the workshop, asked the students if anyone was excited to leave for service and no one raised their hand. Then she asked the veterans if any of them had been excited to leave for service, and no one raised their hand either.
0: That's where Jay comes back in. Today, Jay interns for the program and helps students like these feel less anxious before their departure. He helps them feel maybe even a little bit excited.
2: I'm always kind of like the person who's up to um, support people and help other people around me Um I really love that moment they they really improve by my health.
1: What is your advice to other Korean men who are about to leave for their military service?
2: Just be positive and don't be nervous that much because you know military life is, is a human being's life as well. You will like learn something special from that experiences as well, so um. In the future, you will be like a really grown-up person.
1: Do you feel like a grown-up?
2: No. <laughs> still growing up. <laughs> I'm still learning. I'm still improving myself. So I don't want to be a grown-up person, though. <laughs> I, w- I just want to be like a kid. <laughs> In the Know is
0: produced by me, Luke Diamond, and is reported by my co-host, Tiffany Bui. Our intro music is by J.D. Duggan.
1: Jason Nam, our public health reporter, originally wrote this story. Jason, we're sorry you couldn't be on the podcast, but thank you for all your hard work. We hope you feel better soon.
0: Listen to In the Know on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening.